I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. To another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. Here's Dave Craig. Ahoy, hoy. How are we? You, us, they. Hello. <laughs> I, I personally am fine. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm all right, thanks. I'm not too bad. It's uh, just, I do feel like I'm living Groundhog Day at the moment more than anything. Well, yes. Um, you know, more than the whole year, which is kind of mad. But um, but yeah, that's fine, isn't it? It's just, it's just cold and bleak. and We're still here. Still here, mate, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah, still, still got a bit of friends to watch. Still got a f- few frenzy memes. I enjoyed your Instagram friends meme this week. Well done. The, the stop typing one. Stop typing one really made me yeah. laugh. I was thinking, it's funny how that just like came. <laughs> this is, that was about to sound really like sort of self-congratulatory for how <laughs> creative I naturally am. But I was thinking, how funny that, that the idea for doing that just came in my head. Just came into your head, mate. Yeah. You know, it's like all the great cultural geniuses, you know, you just think, oh, Mozart was walking along and suddenly yeah. started just humming and you just just walking along the street and suddenly, bam. Thought of a typing reference in Friends. Stop typing, stop typing, stop typing. I'd, I'd use it. Yeah. Fine, absolutely sold. Uh, but yes, that is a useful bit of um, information to communicate, isn't it? Uh, yeah, basically, um, we've got loads of requests Um uh, for for episodes and we're already quite surprised that we managed to fill all of series four with your requests um we've now got the rest of series five sorted so basically stop requesting things and then stop we'll typing. tell you when we're ready for stop more yeah, stop yes typing. what we're really doing here is uh is sort of uh, uh giving ourselves an excuse in case you do send stuff in to say that we not aren't just accidentally ignoring it that's what we're doing isn't it which is great yeah we're clearing a backlog today clearing a backlog uh the first of which ah oh, it's only from the 28th of july 2020 well this is actually two people two people requested this separately yes that is true isn't it tell yeah. us who Taryn and michelle Taryn and michelle and michelle's done us a quiz as well which we'll get to at the end so is Taryn. <gasps> Have we got two quizzes? Oh my god, double quiz? Double, double quiz and... Da, 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 da. Alright, well that's good actually because... A ten question quiz, that's madness. Well I can give you five and you can give me five, eh? Okay. Well that's fine, in the meantime, should we do um, just the, the talking about the episode thing that we do? Yeah, it's the one with Rachel's book. The one today. with Rachel's book, season seven, episode two, and we're back to a classic Lambeck. 
Oh, nice. I didn't, I didn't spot that. Uh, no, to be honest, actually, this is one of the only times I've spotted it in the credits. I spotted Lembeck in the credits. Normally, I only discover who directs them when I'm reading the synopsis because it says it on Wikipedia. But this time, it was like it's like seeing a friend's name on the credits, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Lembeck, there he is, or Mickey, Mickey Lems. Um, here's a synopsis according to Wikipedia. Monica is devastated that her parents have spent her entire wedding fund to buy a beach cottage. Beach house, sure. She perks up after learning Chandler has enough money to pay for her dream wedding. However, his refusal to use all of the money uh, and instead save it for their future causes an argument. Meanwhile, Joey teases Rachel after finding an erotic novel she's reading. And Phoebe temporarily moves into Ross's apartment, bringing her massage clients with her. When a hot woman shows up for a drop-in appointment when Phoebe is gone, Ross pretends to be a masseuse. Only to discover the client is her father. Plenty to discuss there, I'd suggest. Um, well, I think I think Phoebe and Ross is probably the smaller of the plots, is it not? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the book's the sort of title plot and then Monica and Chandler's the main plot, isn't it? That sort of runs through it. Um, you can't really turn up at someone's home for a massage without an appointment can you it feels well the whole thing feels weird that a that odd b phoebe's only been there a day right so theoretically yeah she would have had to communicated to her client the new address aka not her normal address so she'd have been like hey you know our massage tomorrow that is at this new address and then really quite bad at her job if between that time and the day after she's forgotten that she's got the appointment and is just out, you know? But then also sets at the table within about six feet of the front door. You sort of step into the apartment and then and straight onto the, the table. Yeah, like this the, the synopsis said drop-in appointment, which I hadn't really clicked. I thought she like maybe they'd made an appointment and and she'd forgotten it. But is a drop-in appointment a thing? For I previously we're going back quite a long way now, yes. many years. Okay. I met someone for a for a drink, romantically speaking, Dave. Oh, hello. And we were in Soho, uh, London, off of London, London Soho, yes. And he's like, "Oh, well, I'm, I was going to go and get like a a, a walk in massage at like a like a proper little massage place." Right. He's like, "Oh, do you want to come? We can both go." And I was like. Oh. Wasn't planning on. You have to be in a mood for a massage, don't you? Really? Yeah, I'd say so. And we went, and you, it was one of these put your face in the hole ones. Yep, Ikea. And and then Ikea, and then um, I just remember like a drunk man coming in while my face was in the hole, being like, "Oh, what are you doing? You giving massages?" What, walking into the actual massage room itself because because it was just like in it was like a shop. Oh, and I saw so we were both just lying there with our faces in the holes. <laughs> and then there was a drunk man who was like, um, he basically just started like heckling. I've never quite understood a sort of massage experience that's like in the Westfield, they have those like shoulder massages that's just in the middle of the shopping aisle. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, who's getting a massage? If you've, if any of you listening, have you ever got a massage in the middle of a shopping centre? Like, I just feel like that's not. The relaxing experience. Well, it's not very relaxing, is it? You've got yeah. lots of people around you. This Phoebe one, you know, I get the fact that there might be a shop that has drop-in massages. That's kind of how shops and you know uh, the leisure Passing industry works. You know, yeah. yeah. But as Phoebe text or emailed or written to, depending on the technology we are believed that exists at the time, has she written to all her clients and said, "By the way, I'm staying at my friends for two days. Yeah, I'm going to be here for a couple of days. Do pop by. Yeah, <laughs> surely, surely she would have just said." Look, I'm away for two days, lads. Let's let's crack on. 
couple of days later, you know? Well, she's also managed to keep it secret from Monica and Chandler, whilst apparently employing some sort of 24-7 drop-in whenever the hell you like system. Really love Ross massaging the old man, though. Yeah, it's really it's good shimmering, isn't it? Good shimmer. Right, this where do this the spoons seem to be? The wooden spoons <laughs> seem to be on some sort of bowl of potpourri, don't they? <laughs> yeah, where's where's either Ross? that or salad? It's not quite clear what it is. No, is he? Yeah, mate, like it's like a salad bowl with the sort of wooden spoons. But is that just there? <laughs> why why would you just have a, a sort of um, ornamental salad? I don't know. <laughs> Why are you keeping your wooden spoons not in the kitchen, Ross? What's exactly. going on? Why do you have two? <laughs> There's a lot. Do you not? Do you do you not have two wooden spoons? No, I've just got the one wooden spoon. Have you? Why would you need two wooden spoons? I think I've got four or five. How many old men could you massage with those? Oh, exactly. Two to two and a half, depending yeah. on the a half. <laughs> two and a half old men. <laughs> which, if you had to massage half of an old man, which half would you go for? Uh, well, the back. Okay. Because in massage terms, there's a back and the front, isn't there? Yeah, yes, there is. Talking of two and a half old men, I discovered this week, this is very off topic, but I'd like to bring it to your attention. I discovered, have you ever watched the end of Two and a Half Men? No, I can honestly say I've never seen more than about 30 seconds. Right, as I imagine most people in the world have, apart from the millions that apparently watched it. I discovered this week, and it blew my mind, how Two and a Half Men ended. The end of the whole, the series finale of Two and a Half Men, the, the very, very last episode, Charlie Sheen, in inverted commas, it's not, it's only seen from the back, so it's clearly just a look-alike of Charlie Sheen. But Charlie Sheen's character, Charlie, comes back to the house, mm. knocks on the front door, and is instantly killed by a grand piano that's dropped from a helicopter. The camera pans out to reveal the set of Two and a Half Men, and the guy that created it, sitting in a director's chair laughing because they had a big falling out and then he's killed by a piano drops from a helicopter he drops it on him i mean that's a fucking great question for any of this isn't it but that's it that's how that show ended oh how bizarre like grown-ups wrote that mate i would say i know we're not discussing the the final episode of friends but i would say that largely friends kind of nailed it didn't it yeah it wasn't too bad at all was it actually in, in the grand scheme of things finales are are tricksome aren't they yeah especially of long-running things but God, imagine friends had just ended and Joey had just just had a big tuba dropped on his head or something and <laughs> that was it. <laughs> there would have been no spin-off then, would there, Pete? Absolutely not, no. Something we couldn't have lived without, certainly. Anyway, back to Phoebe and Ross. I will mention one good bit of David Schwimmering, or another good bit of David Schwimmering, is kickback with a puzzle. Beer, yeah. cold beer. <laughs> I like that. There's a lot of... Um, this episode's quite mixed, I'd say, for gender-normative sort of hobby stereotypes and that sort of thing. Because in that same episode, that's sort of nice, isn't it? That Ross gives his sort of vulnerable side away. He's not a very macho man. He doesn't like to kick back with a beer. He likes a puzzle. You know, all of that sort of stuff. And at the same time, Chandler is, is sort of widely mocked for knowing about the Bay City Rollers. Yeah. Which is sort of like, meh. And, and we'll get on to the wedding thing as well in a minute, because the whole setup of the wedding plot is kind of eh as well, isn't it, with this? So the hot woman arrives, and Ross says he's a masseuse. Yeah. It's not okay, is it? Uh, No, very... I mean, it's really, like, funny because it's the old man. Ha, 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 Ross is such an old man. But also... Even so, it's an invasion of that old man's privacy because a stranger is now touching his naked body. Yes, but, it's not made any less problematic by ending up being an old man, is it? No, but if it was the original woman, boy, oh boy, would that be a like 
arrest like prisonable offence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd think so. And uh, there he is, kicking back with his puzzle, and he's like, do you know what? Screw the puzzle. I'm going to take advantage of this woman. I'm going to be a predator. Yeah. Real, real curious. Uh, I enjoy Phoebe going to the university, though. That was a nice scene when she goes to, to sort of tell Ross that she wants to move in with him for a bit. And yes, not understanding why why she's being inappropriate. Yes, yeah. And, all, and inviting the class to the movies. Also, the Ross inventing Jurassic Park line, uh, which is classic Ross. But did you notice what was on the blackboard behind him? No, what was it? It's sort of like uh, an explanation of him inventing Jurassic Park, which <laughs> he says he was bitten by a mosquito and then had a dream, which led to him having the idea of Jurassic nice. Park. <laughs> it's a lot of detail for that one very throwaway line, isn't it? Um, but what I would say is, despite the fact that Ross could have ended up in prison, and it's problematic to the to the hilt uh, internally, uh, Phoebe also doesn't really have much room to be annoyed in this scenario, does she? Well, no. In the sense that she just wasn't there. You know, she's bemoaning she's lost this client, but probably lost him by the fact you weren't at his appointment, right? You weren't actually there. But the whole plot's sort of knocked on the head quite quickly, isn't it? It's like Phoebe says that she's lost some money. Ross says, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Bam, done. Yes. Well, there is a, there's a scene deleted from the broadcast episode in which um, uh, Phoebe offers to massage Ross or Ross has to pay Phoebe $100 or something. There's a whole thing. I can't really remember it, but I remember... Uh, that being on the DVD yonks ago. But yeah, that, I think that storyline obviously just got cut for time, you know? Yeah. Well, you can see why. Yeah, you can absolutely see why. Um, and the final thing to say is, it's the way the attractive woman presents her father for his massage is weird. Yes, why is she sort of lurking down the corridor? <laughs> yeah. Wait down the hall. I'll yeah. check it's safe. I'll check there's a masseuse inside, because you never know, there might just be a predator. Considering she's seemingly in doing some sort of safety check, she's not very thorough, is she? Are you a masseuse? Yeah. All right. Here's my dad. Where do you want to go? Probably to the book, I would have thought. Uh, yeah, let's go for the books. Go for Joey and Rachel. Joey and Rachel. So Joey can't sleep because the duck is sick. Well, the duck sounds quite seriously ill, by the way. Uh, doing a lot of vomiting <laughs> right. and having eaten some face cream. And as a pet owner, I would suggest Joey should be more attentive than he's been. Yeah, rather than just being like, oh, gross. Yeah, my duck is literally exploding in there. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to leave that and hope it tidies itself up. Yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it, just leaving the duck to suffer that violently on its own? There's also a reference to Joey. He sort of feels like the fact that Rachel has pillowcases. Uh, he thinks that's quite luxurious, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I, I once stayed at a friend's house and slept on a, a, a pillowcase that was only wrapped in a T-shirt. As in the pillow was wrapped in a t-shirt or a pillow. So there was the actual pillow. Yeah. And then a t-shirt. Oh, wow. So t-shirt as pillowcase. Yes. And I I was sort of thinking, like, why do you live like this? (laughs) It's not like pillowcases are expensive, is it? Well, no. It's just, I, I feel like any grown adult should <laughs> should own a, a proper pillowcase. Was the bang was the pillowcase when you say you stay, stayed at a friend's? Was this a was this like their spare bed or was this their actual bed? Their actual bed. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Did they have a pillowcase for their? Did they have an individual pillow? It was in the wash, but it was like, well, why do you not have multiple pillowcases? <laughs> You've only got one. <laughs> I've only got one that you sort of use in rotation. Yeah, there's a lot of questions going on there, isn't there? Yeah. Do you know if they have pillowcases now? Uh, well, I'd hope so. It's a few years ago. I'd hope that they've sort of, you know... Well, I just I think I 
cottoned onto the pillowcase as a fad in much earlier than a few years ago, Pete, if I'm honest. Uh, pillowcases even, I, I mean, they're just a sort of, the sort of fact of life, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I'm just wondering if you hadn't clicked by, say, a few years ago, what, mid-20s, uh, yeah. maybe they just still haven't clicked. Yeah, maybe. I just feel like it's too late to be like, oh, you know, you don't get your first pillowcase till you're 30 normally, do you? <laughs> um, so the ducks vomited on the sofa, apparently, in Joey's apartment, right? Yeah. Even though when he goes back over, the, the couch is completely clean. Where's the vomit, Joey? Where's the vomit? Um, sort of down the side of the sofa? Maybe, yeah. But like, it doesn't seem to be stopping him from a... Just clean it up. Just clean mm. it up. Then he spots Rachel's bed, and it's just sort of weird because she's across the hall. She's not out for the day. Like, I'm not suggesting that it's okay to sleep in your housemate's bed if they're out for the day, but at least if you're contemplating this bizarre move, you'd want to be like, I hope they don't immediately walk back in, right? Yes, you'd be you'd be quite self conscious, wouldn't you? You'd yeah. sort of be on on the edge. Yeah, and she's just across the hall chatting about weddings with Monica, so she could come back in at any time. Not only does he get in fully clothed though, Pete, he's got trainers on. <laughs> yeah, or oh, sneakers. I'm sorry for our for our uh, international audience, but yeah, he's got he's got train he's got shoes on. Getting in someone else's bed is quite a sort of. Um, that's quite a sort of invasion of personal space, yes, isn't it? Very invasive, like especially in any in any regard. Yes, then with your sort of outdoor clothes on, definitely, yeah. and then with your shoes on, man, take your <laughs> shoes off, bloody hell! Yeah, um, this is apparently here's a factoid that I discovered for you, Peter. Apparently, this is the last time the duck is referenced uh, in Friends. Oh, really? Until the finale, when we discover he's clocked it. So the ducks say while in season eight and nine. Very much like Ben. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. It's gone the same way as Ben. Someday between this episode and the finale, the duck and the chick die. Oh. Well, maybe maybe this is what killed the duck off. Yeah, exactly. Could Eating well the be. face cream. Face cream. Joey just left him to die. The duck is literally dying. <laughs> oh no, the duck just dies in a pile of his own vomit. That's yeah, so sad. In Joey's bedroom. Yeah, a lot. Mm, oh, it may be a bit sad. Well, at least we've uncovered a plausible cause of death for the duck. Yes, yeah, that is true. Actually, we can add that to the list of uh, of conspiracy theories. Joey killed a duck. Oh, let's get that. That'll be on Buzzfeed within a week, won't it? Why doesn't Joey know what a vicar is? <laughs> it's it's like it's implausible that he doesn't know what a vicar is for two reasons. One, he's a human being. Yes, and two, he famously, if, if anything knows what all things beginning with V are from the time yes, that he got true. the V volume of the uh, encyclopedia from Penn and or Teller. That's true. Um, so, yeah, it, it seems odd that, because we, we we were led to believe he read the whole the whole volume a number of times, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this this whole, this whole storyline's a bit, A, it feels a bit prudish now in the sort of um, post Fifty Shades of Grey era, you know? Well, do you, do you consider... Erotic literature porn. Well, no, that's what Joey not. calls it, isn't it? But I was trying to think back because, like, when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, that was a big, like, oh, it was like a big a taboo moment, busting moment. Yes, yeah, correct. And now I suggest erotic literature is is fairly commonplace. I'm not really a reader of erotic literature myself, but wow. I, I do know it's sort of more commonplace these days than than perhaps it was in what 2000 and when was this episode released? 2000 ish, uh, 2001. That that sort of yeah, time. around then. Um, but yeah, it does feel a bit like school kids finding a thing, doesn't it? Oh, yes. oh, oh the word willy, oh, you know, that kind of thing. You know my views on the word willy. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and I would also suggest 
it doesn't even have strong enough words in it to be that taboo anyway you know, loins is hardly like dick is it well also by joey's logic it'd be like any book that has some sort of steamy sex scenes in it is therefore porn yes right exactly steamy why did i say steamy <laughs> sex scene? that's well old isn't it god nana yeah it's not like crude enough and it's not coarse enough and it's not like extreme enough really i'd say to to, to really bat an eyelid over right although having said that I don't think I've ever read a book where somebody reaches out and grabs someone's and the 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 suggestion is that there's an explicit reference to yes, it. Yes, that's true. That is true. No, it's, I mean, it's definitely... I mean, it's definitely... It's definitely racy, isn't it, Dave? <laughs> it's definitely steamy, as you say, Pete. Yeah. Yes, very steamy. Definitely got a little naughty undertone. No, but yeah. I just, I just, it just, it felt strange watching that. Maybe pre-Fifty Shades, that was a bit more like, ooh, taboo. But also, again, this is... I feel like the one with Rachel's book as an episode is a real invasion of personal space and privacy. Yes. <laughs> just all around. Everybody's doing it all over, isn't it? Although this uh, part of the, the episode does have my favourite line in it, mm. which is, so it comes fresh off the back of Matt LeBlanc's great delivery of your burning loins. Yeah. Like, I love that. And then David Schwimmer asking, or Ross asking Rachel if he can heat up his coffee on her loins. Yeah. That is really great. There's a strange little bit after that as well, isn't there, where Ross just has these... And I really enjoy those, because it's it's Ross being a creep, but a sort of pathetic, victim-y creep. Do you know what I mean? Where he, so he chases Rachel out and shouts about reading loads of porn when they were together. Yeah. And then has this sort of interaction a couple of times with these three women that are just clearly like, hey, what, what is this guy? Ross being embarrassed in that sort of public sphere is is always very funny because David Schumer plays those so well, doesn't he? Although I don't really understand how this little storyline concludes with Rachel sort of deciding to sort of intimidate Joey with her sexuality. I don't quite understand why that's the solution to to Joey's being quite childish. Feels quite against Joey's sensibilities as well, doesn't it? Because yeah, let's like, be honest, like he's Joey as we are led to believe would never turn down a chance to A have sex and yes. B have sex with one of his female friends. Yes. Cuz he's always making horrible comments about them having sex or about them, you know, we talked about it quite recently, didn't we, the one with Winona Ryder where he's being like awfully lechy, was that the word? Yeah. No, but you yeah, know, yeah. like sort of uh, pervy over Rachel's sexual history. And it just feels like if Rachel even jokingly was like, let's have sex, he'd be like, all right. Yeah, crack on. Um, but there you go. Anyway, it's quite a nice uh, little sort of throw-ahead foretelling, isn't it, to their actual sexual relationship, which doesn't get very doesn't get very far. I will say this is a good trio of plots. This is a very good episode. It has like strong plots in each of them. They're, they're funny, memorable ones. Yes, it is. It is. Good, good, good uh, requests, Taryn and Michelle, I'd say. Hmm. It's a good three, isn't it? Right, okay. A small break for advertorial purposes, and then we shall do the final plot and quizzes. Quiz, quiz I. Quiz I. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, the wedding. Monica and Chandler... I mean, so we, we open this episode, don't we, Pete, with the very valuable and modern life lesson that women should plan weddings and men should keep their noses out. Well, and also uh, over a communal breakfast and wedding plans first thing on a weekday morning before you go to work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No time to waste, eh? No time to waste in the no. weird how we spend our mornings vibe. Um, and yeah, like I referenced earlier, Chandler, not okay for him to know about the Bay City Rollers. It just yeah. there's, there's a lot of sort of... Um, strange not 21st century vibes going on in this plot line i think very much so but what i would say is chandler's understandably annoyed by how this is playing out like they're all basically saying don't even try and get involved with your own wedding well and also with his own wedding and and later which we'll come to his own savings oh the say honestly that I, i felt quite angry about the savings stuff well, basically, Mon- I think Monica's wrong to want Chandler to, to spend all his savings on a wedding, 100%. 100%. And she has a total lack of willingness to compromise as well. Yeah, and going even further, she's too upset about her parents not having the money. You know, in, in this sort of like, if this were a real relationship where you really did love the other person and you were just happy to be marrying them. She's so distraught by the fact she won't get this big, gl- glamorous wedding. That she's, well then, she's so adamant to use his savings that are purely his and nothing to do with her, as it were. Well, she does say, doesn't she, at one point, in the, when she eventually comes around, she says that she doesn't want a big fancy wedding. Right. But but she does get one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is this her budget wedding that we end up seeing her have? Yeah, she's still got the string quartet, hasn't she, as they walk down the aisle? She's, she's got, got everything the, the she wants. Yeah. It is a big plush hotel wedding, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point, that. Um, also, like... How does she not know? Do they ever talk about stuff? Because how does she not know that he's got savings, for example? I've known a lot more, uh, you know, specific personal details about people's, you know, financial situations, for example, that I've been dating and not even been engaged to in the past. Like, it feels odd that they have such a relationship where they haven't even discussed the fact that he might have some savings, right? Yeah, she has no idea. Yeah. Also, when he says, oh, we can always earn more money when he cracks and is willing to, to spend it, we can always earn more money is, is quite terrible logic because the whole reason you have savings is for when you're <laughs> unable to earn, earn money. money. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's, that's not actually going to, that's not going to keep you safe, that Chandler. Also, we can always earn more money. Where are your savings, mate? Yeah. <laughs> like, you've been working as a top chef in a top New York restaurant. Like, surely you got a bit of cash tucked away somewhere. 
Well, maybe this is the nice apartment cost that's uh, yes, hold, drinking all her savings. Holding her down, absolutely. Monica's parents really do treat her quite appallingly, though, don't they? Ah, it's nice to see Jack and Judy for a start. Let's open with that. It is, and it's always nice when they're uncomfortably open about their sex life. <laughs> yeah, the, the diaphragm chew yeah. toy is a great reference. <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? When was the last time you went for dinner in a suit? Uh, I... Specifically for dinner in a suit, I don't know if I've often, if ever, done it. You know, like no. I've had dinner in a suit, but I've been in the suit because, say, the event was a suit event that happened to have dinner. Events, remember those? Oh, I remember those. That we'd gather in a room with other humans. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? But yeah, like just to actually put on a full suit and tie, and you know, like a, a formal sort of business suit, just to go for dinner. It's not really in our sort of industry. Well, you know, we don't do that sort of thing, do we? In our world, we lucky if we're wearing jeans sometimes no pants at all oh (laughs) to be clear i've never gone for dinner without wearing any trousers at all i mean either the line uh about having seven years of beach fun and you can't put a price on that makes me laugh every time jack geller's got some great considering he's in it for one scene very briefly that line and the ice over the internet oh i thought it was a smart idea or something whatever he said you know like jack geller being jack geller is always hilarious also being an internet entrepreneur in uh, the year 2000 is quite uh he's got his finger on the pulse there hasn't he yeah, jack? I, bet, I bet jack geller's flush with bitcoin these days yeah absolutely got, got loads of it don't don't worry about the ice investments my friend yeah uh, chandler's drinking a very flamboyant cocktail isn't he Yes, he is, isn't he? Which he downs the moment he feels even slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, but the rest of them are on like red wine, having, again, quite a sophisticated meal. And he's, uh, it, it seemed like a strange detail to not at all reference. Maybe there were references that have been cut, you know? So they have the argument, don't they, about the money? And then they do, they both do U turns and decide it's okay. And they all, bleh, sort of that mushy, weird ending. Yes, I don't like It's classic Chandler and Monica being mushy that I don't like. Yeah, the, the whole build up is fine and funny. And the bits where Chandler writes down the amount of money and Phoebe sort of makes that whole argument very interestingly funny. Great. And then they resolve it with the mush, and it's a bit shit, isn't it? And then Monica, this is the bit I'd like to pick up on, Monica suggests them getting a dog, even though she knows slash thinks. That he hates them. Well, at this stage, she thinks he's allergic. Yes, true. Because she doesn't know he hates them yet. Uh, But either way... Come on, Monica. Talk to your husband. You don't know he's got savings. You don't know about his dog allergies. Listen to the man. Poor Chandler. Also, what happened to dinner? My parents spent the money for our wedding. And Phoebe saying, what did you order? Great. Yeah, really lovely line. Right, quiz I. Uh, Do you want to go first? All right. Yes, I will. It's Michelle's quiz. Um, I'm just looking briefly at Michelle's message. Uh, She stumbled across our podcast, Dave, at the start of lockdown and says that it became a source of joy amongst the endless gloom. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Um, so that's very kind that's of genuinely you, Michelle. nice. I think I sounded a bit sarcastic then, sorry. It's genuinely lovely. That's better. More sincere. She does actually say the Chandler Monica plot is a tad dull. Yeah, I think she's probably right. Um, but uh, yeah, plenty of problematic Ross. She's hey, not stop looking, there. stop looking at the messages, because the answers are in there. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Stop it. I'm not scrolling down, don't worry. Are you out? I'm out. Okay. Question one day. Oh, hang on. Do I need to get my pen for the fucking lamp again? Oh, no, no. No, look. I've got them back. You ready? Oh, okay. Good. Nice. The SFX, but you need to tell me if they're right or wrong, and then I can press the sound effects. It's quite laborious, isn't it? Question one, Dave. Yes. 
Name the three ways in which Monica organises the location section of her wedding book. Bonus point if you can get them in the right order, says Michelle. Alphabetically. Yes. Somethingly and square footage. Okay, you got two out of three. <sighs> oh, no, well, two out of three means you don't get a point. Oh, what? Okay, hang on. What was the other one? What's the middle one? Geographically. Geographically. Question That's two. annoying. What did Jack and Judy spend the second wedding fund on after Monica broke up with Richard? Uh, redoing the kitchen, Peter. Uh, it's correct. Question three. What is the name of Phoebe's massage client? The man. Arthur. Is correct. It's on the tip of my tongue there. Question four. How much does Ross cost her by scaring him away? $80 a week. Is correct. Very good. And finally, which chapter of Rachel's book does the butcher's wife feature in? Number. Oh, this is an absolutely... I actually knew this one. It's right at the end of the episode, and I remember the line, but I'm just trying to do it in my head, you know? Chapter seven? It's correct. Yes. Oh, what a joy. Um, Four out of five, is it? Yeah, very good. That's a good quiz. Solid quiz. Okay, now you can get Taryn's quiz. Is that right? Yeah, I'll try. Taryn also said, well, Taryn actually sent us a voice note way back when, but it's been so long that... uh, it's expired. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really sorry about that. Classical. Uh, but she also wanted to include a note about how much I love, love, love the podcast. So nice. Um, and she, that sounded sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I always sound sarcastic? It's because we're not comfortable with uh, compliments, isn't it? That's Yes, yeah, sort of brush over them. Yeah, we sort of, sort of divert it. So Taryn's a friend of my friend Laura. Oh, yes. And she says, I was mad at my friend Laura, who is so-called friends with Dave, for only telling me about friends with friends back in March, because we've been friends for 10 plus years, and she knows how obsessed I am. Um, And not to tell me she has a British friend. Oh, she likes... I emphasise British because I have a little thing for accents, Pete. Why, where's Taryn from? The Americas. Nice. Um, Here's the quiz questions. Oh, God. Question one. Into which three categories did Monica organise her (laughs) wedding book? (laughs) Are they um, alphabetically, geographically, and by square footage? Well done, Peter. (laughs) Uh, Question two, which band did Monica want to have at her wedding when she planned it in the sixth grade? Oh, the Basie Rollers. Correct. Just FYI, Pete, Taryn's done a 10-question quiz. I just scrolled down. So 10? I know. Well, we've already had five, so that would make 15, which is just ridiculous. So I'll pick pick the three remaining ones just at random, okay? Yes. Which amusement park does Chandler's dad visit every year? Dollywood. Dollywood. Shout out to Dollywood. Where's Barton. my noise? Where's my noise? Oh, shit, it's yes. Uh, oh, no. No, fuck's sake. <laughs> Salik. <laughs> uh, what four items does Ross use during the massage for the massage client Arthur? Spoons. Uh, wooden spoons, correct. Uh, a mop. Um. Oh, is there some sort of like model, some sort of like toy model? Yes, toys. I can't remember what it is. Tonka trucks. Yeah. Okay. Can I have that? It's like a toy. Mm, all right. Uh, I can't remember the fourth one. Uh, it is chopsticks, Peter. Um. And finally, 
What does Joey think a vicar is? And I like this question because we had it in one of our quizzes many moons like ago. Like a goalie. Like a hockey goalie. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there you go, Pete. Not bad at all. Uh, I think you Thanks. only got... Um, oh, no, you got more right, apart from sort of the sort of Tonka trucks and cho- oh, no, chopsticks. Yeah. It's not a flawless marking system, as we know, is it? Dave, I've got terrible... I've got terrible news. Okay. Um... Oh, hang on. Right. So, so, so I've just put on, I put on Instagram, this is the episode we're doing this week, right? Yeah. And someone's commented, finally, it's my request. <laughs> only, only six months later, but I still love the podcast. Who is it? Is um, it Taryn or Michelle? Well, I'm hoping it's Taryn. Because her username is Tarbear. Yes, that's fine. That's her. Oh, thank oh, God. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> I had a real, real panicky moment there. I literally just out of the corner of my eye saw, yeah, finally it's my request flash up and I thought, oh, oh fucking hell. God, imagine there was a third person and we, ju- well, to be fair, we caught it. It's always good to put the Instagram up just as we record, Pete, just yeah. in case people uh, do reply with that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, my days. Honestly, my heart's racing. Okay, good. I think, I've, I think, I think everything's fine. Yep, absolutely. Thank goodness for that. Oh, my days. Well, there you go. We need one of those, like, you know, when it's like we have gone... X number of days since our last fuck up. Um, I, I think we've so far no fuck up since last week, right? Uh, no, that's quite impressive for us, isn't it? Seven days. Happy days, everybody. Seven days, no fuck ups. Uh, Pete, what's the next week's episode, please? It's a very good question, David. Um, the next episode that we will be talking about is from Samantha. Uh, and it is the one with Christmas in Tulsa. Oh, sure. Yes. I haven't watched that one for a while. With what's the chops in it? With, oh, Selma, what's the face? Selma Blair. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Okay. See, we got there between us. So if you've also requested the one with Christmas in Tulsa and your name isn't Samantha, <laughs> uh, please can you just message us um, <laughs> so that we can make sure we also attribute it to you next week. <laughs> Yes, please. Thank you. Send us all your messages and abuse. Uh, We love you lots. Goodbye. See you next week. Goodbye. Uh, Yeah, bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.